Father wound in our nation is the greatest issue facing our culture right now. It is destroying families, not just marriages, but entire families, and it is impacting generations even yet to be born. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for joining us again. This is Act Like Men Men's Leadership Podcast. I am Wendell Morton, and we do everything we do because we believe. Uh, Every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. I also want to introduce you to my co-host, who you hear every time, uh, Dale Udy. Dale, welcome. Greetings, Wendell. Good to be with you. And today, the voice you heard as we opened up is Dr. Chuck Stecker, who is our guest for two sessions. This one, where we'll address the father wound, fatherlessness in America. And then the next session, which you have to come back for, which is the healing of the Father's wound, the blessing from God Almighty. So we thank you for that. Chuck, welcome. Good to have you here. Wendell, Dale, what an honor and a privilege to be with you. You know, we've uh, got a lot of years together, and I'm just uh, deeply honored and blessed by what you two are doing and the impact that it's having with men, not just across the nation, but around the world. You know, Chuck, I just want to say thanks to you been carrying this load of uh, challenging men, calling men out for decades, literally, not only in the United States military, but uh, in many years since that. It's it's just always an honor to be with you. And I know that you've got your eyes on the on the forward look of where things are going in our nation. I'm I'm glad we're going to be talking about something very important that that's creeped into families and churches. Let's go. Thank you. So I was, I'm excited to have Chuck here today as well. And Dale mentioned his military career, a distinguished military career. We thank you for that, Chuck, as always. Um, and then I met Chuck at Promise Keepers 25, 6, 30 years ago, somewhere there. <laughs> and uh, been in touch uh, since then. After Promise Keepers started, Chuck started a ministry called The Chosen Generation. Been serving in that for uh, all these years. And currently... He is a teaching pastor at Summit Church, church that he dearly loves and the people in it, and the opportunity to be a kind of a healing touch in their life at this point in time in their in their church journey. So Chuck, it's great to have you here today. And this is a this is right down the fairway for what you are are absolutely committed to in your ministry, a chosen generation. Uh, we'll do part A today, and then we'll we'll catch part B um, next time. But talk to us about the impact of uh, fatherlessness in America, the father wound. Uh, ju- just describe that. if you. What does that feel like? Well, you know, when you talk about the father's wound, I go back to the biblical understanding of really two things that took place that God tells us in his word. And the first one is that very clear understanding of what this wound looks like and the impact of that wound if it's not healed. And, you know, when you look in Genesis in the 27th chapter, you know, Isaac is an old man and deceitfully Jacob steals the blessing from his father. But my my heart and identification went to Esau, you know, when he said and he cried out to his father in the 34th verse of the 27th chapter of Genesis. And when Esau heard his father's words, you know, that Jacob had already stole the blessing right? He cried out with a loud and bitter cry to his father. 
And he said, bless me too, my father. And he said, you know, I'm sorry, your brother got it. You know, and that's kind of before Jesus comes and we talk about all of us, you know, in terms of sons and daughters and being adopted into the family. And then, of course, we have that powerful statement, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descends. And we see both ends of this, of this, you know, the lack of the father wound and walking close there. And so right now, even our secular culture, the press and the studies have identified this father wound, meaning the lack of the blessing and the affirmation of identity from the father to the sons and the daughters, by the way, that lack of that affirming blessing, which what it does is it affirms their identity. And, you know, we've talked about this, guys, the years with both of you men, identity being who you are and whose you are beyond a shadow of a doubt that you never have to question it. And so that has literally been identified as the core or the root uh, issue in the destruction of our families, all of the gender dysphoria, they call it, gender, you know, Mm -hmm. struggles. I mean, we've got one college that I just read this this week that at one university, Ivy League, one out of four, 25% of their students struggle with this and they identify as LGBTQ somewhere in that spectrum. That's a fourth of the students in one college Hmm. and we can trace it in there. They won't use the father's blessing, right? But they talk about the father's wound, the lack of affirmation and relationship that bears with it the affirming of the identity of who you are and whose you are. You're on mute. <laughs> you laid that out beautifully. Thank you yeah. for that, uh, Chuck. I appreciate that. So uh, let me ask you this. How do I know if I have a, a wound in my life or have not received some kind of father's blessing? Because mm. it doesn't have to be my immediate father, but let's talk yeah. about that. Because fatherlessness is huge, especially yeah. in communities of color. I think one of the issues there is you look at different indicators in individuals' lives, okay? And one of those indicators in that life is um, the need to get approval by what they do compared to who they are, okay? So, guys, and if all we're trying to do within the world is achieve, is achieve, is achieve, right? You see and you can trace back to this. And I'm not saying that achievement is bad. But I'm saying if your value is attached to what you do instead of who you are, you're never going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's exactly right. So we have absentee fathers. We have fathers who are in the home who are absentees as well. We have abusive fathers. We have uh, stepfathers, non-biological fathers in the home at, at greater than 50% right now. So how does that play out? I, I'm a six-year-old boy, and I, I can fit any of those scenarios. How does that play out in, in my life? Sure. Great, great statement and great question there, Wendell. Gordon Dalby is a counselor, psychologist in California, guys, for years and years, way ahead of his time in this. He wrote a book years ago, I'm thinking probably 30 years ago, called The Son, uh, you know, it's called the, the Wound, the Healing, and the Call to Manhood. 
And so he really deals with this issue of the father wound, and he deals with it in a couple things that impact us. One of those is we often see, very often, we see our heavenly father in the same light as we saw our earthly father. Mm. So this, what it does is it creates a breakdown in our spiritual relationship with anyone, but specifically with, specifically with God himself. And he said, you know, if our earthly father was a nitpicker over every little detail and we can never measure up, right? Then what would happen is that's how we saw God. He just, he nitpicked everything. We never were good enough. If our father was a big event father, meaning that, yeah, he was there for the big events and he could always say, well, you know, I, you know, I'm there for the ones that matter. You know, I don't all the way through. That's how we would see God as being a big event God. And he was concerned less about anything about our daily lives. It was just structured to be, you know, what the big event was, and he may show up for that. And you so, know, you know, Chuck, you're bringing, you're, yeah, Chuck, I'm sorry to jump in there, but you're bringing up a great, a great perspective here. When you put those lenses on of an earthly father who is a potential for uh, calamity, making wrong decisions, lack of wisdom, and you put those same attributes onto an almighty and holy and just God, that that disconnect there is what causes the confusion. Well, my my God must be this way because my father was this way. Yeah, exactly. And you know the other thing with that Dale and Wendell is the lack of a clear definition of what what is a godly man, what is masculinity, and so what's happened in our culture is that's introduced words that don't play on both genders. For example, toxic masculinity. Yeah, never seen that in the press as toxic femininity. Mm. There are no studies and they won't allow those words. It's just only about toxic max masculinity. And so one of the things, you know, young guys do is they see in the world what they think makes a man because they've had no father. And that wound is so open that they're crying out is what am I supposed to be? How do I grow up? What am I? And so it leads into this violence that we're seeing. It leads into this false masculinity. They call it toxic. You know, and one of the things I think, you know, the three of us would say, if it's toxic masculinity, it's not masculinity. True masculinity is defined by God on what a man should be. And that's not toxic. So when it becomes toxic, that is out here, and it's not masculinity as it's defined by God or for his for his purposes for us. Yeah. But that's all young men know until they have a man in their life that can talk about what is true masculinity, and then how do you live that out in the world where you live, work, and play? Yeah. At the earliest ages. Boy, that's a strong point there. Again, that term toxic masculinity is something that shuts a lot of conversations down that really, truly need to happen. Yeah. And so we just have to walk in this and explain, if you're calling it toxic, that's poison, right? That Mm. means that's not masculinity. You don't attach those two. But let's talk about true masculinity and what it is. And you see that all the time, and it takes someone to walk in your world. I remember a guy giving his testimony several years ago, and at 16 years old, he got a girl pregnant in the mining country of West Virginia. And so when you're going to be a father, then you go to work in the mines. You have to have an income. 
And so at 16, he's looking at what's going on. His wife of 15 is pregnant. And now he decides he's gambling and everything else with the milk money and so forth. Until a man walked up and said, I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Now stop that. Real men don't act like that. Hmm. And he said that was the defining moment of his life. And at that point there, he was uh, married for a long, long time to the young girl that got pregnant when she was 15. And on this occasion, she was sitting in the room. But it took a man to define. And even those simple words, real men don't act like that. Stop it. Here's what men. But then there was that affirmation that he walked with him. And then all of a sudden that. And we've got to come back to this issue of identity to know who you are and whose you are, that you don't have to earn it, that it has been given freely because you are my son. Hmm. And that's what men well, long we, for and they haven't had. That's exactly right. We, we know um, with with the absence of uh, fathers or abusive fathers, all those things, boys are looking somewhere, right? And so to fill that hole. Uh, but just in this in this podcast, just to recognize there is a massive hole and unless it's filled by a human man first, but primarily a, a heavenly father who can look into your life and identify what we're going to talk about here in the next session, those are really critical things. And, and men without boys without men don't know how to become men who can have boys because the, the, the cycle is broken. And until we restore that, there's no shot at boys ever really becoming whole human beings and godly men who live from the inside out instead of what you've described as the outside in trying to fill that 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 hole and that pain uh to medicate that pain on from the uh that's going on, on the inside so it's, it's definitely a challenging time Wendell Absolutely you made a statement time. here pardon me you made a statement that men need to just remember what you just said the father wound is a wound Think of it medically. You use the terms, and it was absolutely right on the money, medicate. So if you look at our lives, whether we medicate, which means we try to heal that wound by working, by, you know, you see, I mean, we got grown men spending their lives playing video games, okay? And you see that now, and here's the, the next word, they medicate it. And, you know, with so many diseases, they tell, we can't cure it. All we can do is treat the symptoms. Right. Mm -hmm. In America today, the culture, the secular culture in particular, is trying to treat the symptoms of the father wound because they won't allow themselves to say it's a spiritual issue. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. One hundred percent. Well, um, we're going to put a, a, a pin in this one and come back here in just a little bit and uh, for the next session and talk about um, the, the Father's blessing and how we walk out of this pain that we're in and how we can turn in our medication and find the, 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 the soothing fulfillment from the inside out and live that way forward as we're touching marriages, children, our careers, everything, because people desperately desperately needed. Any any final thoughts on this particular session there, Chuck? Absolutely. Here's what I would tell men. Ask yourself this question. Did you ever feel like you were enough mm. in your father's wow. eyes? 
Did wow. you ever feel like you were enough that you didn't have to earn anything more to be loved and fully accepted by your father? And Wendell, you and I, and I know Dale, you know, there, the whole issue of promise keepers and dealing with some of this stuff about leather, you know, the letters to the fathers and things like that. But you have to ask your question. And I asked a young man one time, and I asked a group of several hundred guys, what did you have to do to earn your father's love? Hmm. And the moment you ask, answer that question, you've identified the source of your father wound. And you understand that there is, in fact, a wound there. And I had one young man tell me, he said, as long as I gave my dad bragging rights at the bar on Friday night, I knew he loved me. Hmm. But if he had nothing to brag about, I was never really sure. Hmm. As Hmm. a result, that man has basically abandoned a family, lost contact with kids, tried to remarry, tried to find the answer with money and some things like that. And it's never been enough. No, we asked your question, guys, what did you have to do to feel like you were loved by your father? Mm -hmm. And did you ever split off? Were you able to do that enough? Wow. Great question. Thank you, Chuck, for saying that. Listen, guys, hate to leave it at this point because we haven't brought solutions. We've hinted, but um, come back for the next session and we're going to talk about the father's blessing. Uh, and and the Heavenly Father's blessing and the things that we need to be able to walk into wholeness so we're not continually trying to medicate to resolve the the pain and the hurt that we feel in our life. And it is possible. That's the great news. It is not only possible, it's possible for you who may be really, really struggling deeply with a father's wound. Again, great topic. Just a reminder, we do uh, release these episodes on the first and third Thursdays of each month. And um, we'd appreciate it if you'd rate these. This would be very helpful wherever you consume your podcast. Uh, It's great to have you with us today. You're the reason we exist. And um, we do all this because we believe strongly that every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God.